I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Hey, look who it is. It's Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning music computer. Hola, play pigeon. Oh, you speak some Spanish, Sam. Si. That's very impressive. Uh, say something else. Te amo, mi amiga. Oh, those are words of love. Sam, who were you thinking of just now? You know who I was thinking of. Play pigeon. Right, turntable number two, Sam. Si. Mm-hmm. Turntable numero. Ah, Sam, you've just never gotten over, have you? Ah, Sam. Ah, Sam, don't, don't cry. Why did you have to remind me of her? Play. I'm sorry, Sam. But I mean, after all, she's sitting right there. See. Well, do you ever say anything to her, Sam? Sometimes. When's that, Sam? Usually after you arrive in the morning and turn me on. Right, right. Then I go upstairs for a little bit. On Fridays. Oh, Fridays. Between 5.40 and 6 in the morning. Stands on. When stands, right. the overnight disc jockey goes to the bathroom. When he's in the can. Or he goes outside mm-hmm. for a little breath of <laughs> fresh air. Yeah, fresh air, yeah. That is when I talk to her. Well, what do you say to her, Sam? Well... There was this one time when... Turntable 2. Oh, hello, Sam. It's you again. Yes, it's me. I just wanted to say hello. Okay. I was wondering... What, Sam? Would you like to, perhaps, roll down the hall to Studio C and stare out of the window with me? Oh, no thanks, Sam. I told you, I'm not interested in seeing anyone right now. But, I saw you last night, with Marvin the Mop Handle. Marvin, the Mop Handle? Yes, I couldn't believe my ocular units. He is very nice, I like Marvin. But, he is a Mop Handle, I am a computer, for goodness sakes. You seem desperate, Sam, I'm sorry, I admit it. I am seeing Marvin the mop handle. I dare say, I am falling in love with him. So you see, Clay, she doesn't care for me. I care for you, Sam. Thank you, Clay. And And the glisteners love you, Sam. They do? They really do. Play up something special, Sam. Here is one for you. Play. Oh, good. And for the listeners. Nice. But mostly it is for. Is it for turd table number two, Sam? Don't cry, Sam. No, no, don't, don't cry, Sam.
Wake and Bake Animal of the Week is the beaver. Beavers are nocturnal, semi-aquatic rodents, the second largest in the world. They've been around for 33 million years. Beavers build dams to ward off coyotes, wolves, and bears. And they build lodges to live in. Beavers use powerful teeth to fell trees for construction and food. When they're scared, beavers slap their tails on the water, (laughs) alerting others in the area to danger. Their eyes aren't so good, but hearing, smell, and touch all top-notch, and they're good swimmers. Beavers can weigh up to 55 pounds, and they live about 24 years. They mate for life and produce several kits and yearlings. Beavers recognize each other through smelling anal gland secretions. Beavers mark territories with a liquid excreted through their caster sacs at the base of their tails. Dried beaver testicles were used by the Yupik Native Americans to relieve pain. Up to the 19th century, beaver testicles were used as medicine in Iraq and Iran. Once numbering 60 million, today there are perhaps 10 million beaver. Could be awfully rough on the beaver, I'm afraid. They were hunted for fur to make top hats for medicinal uses and for perfumes. There's right and there's wrong. You gotta do one or the other. You do the one and you're living. You do the other and you may be walking around, but you're dead as a beaver hat. Early exploration of North America was often driven by the quest for the animal's precious fur. With new federal protections, beavers made a comeback in the 1940s. Apart from humans, no other animal affects the landscape more. Wetlands beavers create remove pollution from our waterways. After 200 years, a beaver has returned to the Bronx River in New York City. In Chicago, several beavers have returned and made a home near the Lincoln Park's North Pond. We love beavers at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. Thoughts and opinions on the the issues and the topics that matter to you most. It's Quick Takes with Fabio. Fabio, 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 what's on your mind this week? I don't know whose idea it was initially to come up with this uh, aluminum siding and the more recent uh, incarnation of that vinyl siding for houses. Siding that won't dent, peel, flake, or show scratches, ever. These are truly heinous attempts at uh, redesigning and uh, refinishing the outer surface of uh, people's houses. And they're everywhere. It's ubiquitous. They're 
many, many rows of houses, block after block, in all kinds of neighborhoods all over the country. And why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why put aluminum siding or vinyl siding on a brick house or a nice shingle house uh. made of wood, painted nicely? I mean, why would anybody do that? I don't know. What, because you don't have to paint it again? Yeah. And on brick, it makes no sense at all. But aluminum siding. Aluminum siding. I mean, and it turns the house into like, it basically makes it look like a cheap, crappy, you know, trailer home. These are mobile homes, not mansions. They come in two pieces. If that's what you're looking for, that's what I got. I don't get that. that what is that? That's, that's what I got. These things are basically crimes against architecture and <laughs> and and design. And design. Just horrible, horrible. <laughs> Spin that spotlight around. Good. Now turn it on and shine it brightly on one very special town in our listening area. Our Civic Showcase Community of the Week is Caldwell, New Jersey. Caldwell is in Essex County, New Jersey, about 19 miles northwest of Jersey City. Its population is 7,822, and it's growing. <laughs> In 1702, settlers purchased 14,000 acres called the Horseneck Tract from the Lene Lenape Native Americans for goods equal to about $325. This purchase included western Essex County from the First Mountain to the Passaic River, home to what one day would be Caldwell. George Washington and his staff made their way through what would become Caldwell during the Revolutionary War. They stopped at the old stone house of Saunders Sanders for lunch. Caldwell itself was named in honor of the Reverend James Caldwell, a patriot who played an active role supporting the Continental Army during the Revolutionary War. Most notably his actions at the Battle of Springfield, where he gave the soldiers pages from hymn books to use as wadding for their rifle bullets. At this time, Caldwell was comprised of several farms at a large area of undeveloped swampland known as Hatfield Swamp. Marquis de Lafayette visited in 1824, and there was a big party at the Crane Tavern. In October of 1897, a severe fire raged down Bloomfield Avenue in Caldwell, destroying many buildings in its wake. Then in 1914, during a 4th of July fireworks celebration, a bomb fell, injuring 20 people. Local churches raised funds to defray the medical bills of the injured. In 1968, Caldwell's historic cannon was stolen off the town green, a cannon originally given to the borough by Colonel Peter Decatur in 1824. 
Here's an interesting fact. For every 100 females age 18 and older in Caldwell, there are just 85.5 males. Caldwell needs men. Yes. New Jersey Monthly Magazine recently ranked Caldwell as its third best place to live in New Jersey. Some famous people from Caldwell include Grover Cleveland, the 22nd and 24th President of the United States, and the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. Two! Two! He was born in Caldwell March 18, 1837. Also from Caldwell, Andy White, a former British session drummer who made three records with the Beatles, including Love Me Do. We're proud to serve you, Caldwell, New Jersey. We'd love to be your radio station. Now here's station manager Ken with your hump day hazmat report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. Toxicity at Trader Joe's as the chain recalls solids in nine states over listeria and salmonella contamination. The salads in question were the Trader Joe's Mexicali inspiration, the barbecue-flavored chicken salad, and the field-fresh chopped salad with grilled chicken breast. People who consume it can be left with diarrhea, fever, cramps, and diarrhea. And not just regular diarrhea, explosive diarrhea. Berries Creek, New Jersey, the Environmental Protection Agency has announced a $332 million cleanup for contaminated Berry Creek. The creek is polluted with high levels of mercury, PCBs, and chromium, and it flows into the pristine waters of the Hackensack River. The horror! Bergen County, New Jersey, hummus sold by the Wegmans grocery chain has been recalled over concerns it may contain sharp pieces of black plastic. The offending hummus is the food you feel good about original hummus. Stay away! Conroe, Texas. An 18-wheeler has leaked oil-soaked drilling mud on the frontage road of Route 3083 as they were going to a waste management dump. The slick, oozy, benzene-soaked mud covered the roadway with a slippery and toxic brown mess. Ephrata, Pennsylvania. One man suffers minor injuries from chlorine exposure in a leak at the Pan American water plant. The fire started in an electrical outlet in the containment room where sodium permanganate is pumped from. When the sodium permanganate touched the electrical outlet, Katie barred the door. It was not a pretty sight. Portville, New York. Authorities reportedly discovered a meth lab after searching a Portville home Tuesday, raising the number of illegal meth lab busts in this region to 10 in the last 12 months. Hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. You're out of time. Holy Toledo, brown messes, chlorine exposures, uh, explosive diarrhea. As station manager Ken said, Katie, bar the door. I don't think the glisters can take any more. Kenya, glisters, would you like one additional hazmat item this morning, would you? They would, station manager Ken. McKinleyville, California, a hash oil lab exploded across the street from the Morris Elementary School. Witnesses heard the explosion and saw a burned, panicky man emerge from a smoking shipping container. Remember, it takes you to prevent honey oil fires.
this is your favorite cheesemonger, Wendy Del Formaggio, with your weekly cheese report. Here's another request. Thud Nugget wants to know why some cheeses are illegal for importing into the United States. Good question, and one that makes many mongers really angry. In the U.S., all raw milk cheeses must be aged for 60 days or more. Otherwise, you cannot sell them. You can make them or eat them, but you certainly can't import them as the import process is very carefully monitored. I like milk. I like milk. Many classic European cheeses are raw milk and are younger than 60 days. Yeah. So we either get altered, pasteurized versions or we don't get them at all. Once in a while, illegal cheese will find its way here. But we don't talk about that in public. Ahem. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. A few years ago, there was some controversy over Mimolette, a very aged cheese from northern France that looks like a beat up orange bowling ball rolled in dirt. It wasn't raw milk that got the FDA's underpants in a knot, it was cheese mice. These are microscopic insects found on the rind of Mimolette and other cheeses. Some FDA dork decided someone could be allergic to the mites, so they put the cheese on hold. Bureaucrats banned the cheese from being sold. So they put the cheese on hold, which meant nobody could sell it. It looks like that ban has since been lifted, so maybe someone told the FDA you'd have to eat handfuls of cheese mites to spur an allergic reaction, and nobody will ever eat that much of that cheese's rind. Eat it! Eat it! It's like chewing on road tar. Thanks for the question, Thud Nugget. Back to you, Clay. Kick some ass! I am! I'm ready to kick some ass, baby! Boom, 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 boom! Avenge me! Avenge me! On this day, October 26, 1776, Ben Franklin departs from America for France on a mission to seek French support for the American Revolution! The Revolution! Ah! 1825, the Erie Canal opened station manager Ken Passage from Albany, New York to Lake Erie. That was a big deal back then. Uh, Pony Express officially ceased operations on this day in 1861. Kind of melancholy. 1881, the gunfight at the OK Corral takes place in Tombstone, Arizona, home of those great tombstone uh, peaches. 1977, the anniversary of the eradication of smallpox, the most spectacular success uh, of all vaccinations. And 2001, the United States passes the USA Patriot Act into law. This eagle's place is in the sky. Yeah. She's still got a lot of flying to do. Who's this? 
John Ashcroft. You can see oh it God. in her eyes. Covering up the nude stage. Oh, this is uh, Let the Eagle Fly. Yeah, I love this. He wrote this. Put her through. I'm going to say. She soared above the lifted lamp. Guard sweet freedom's door. So that's a Statue of Liberty right down the street. In the dews, the damps, the watchfires of a nation torn by war. Oh, she's far too young to die. You can see it in her eye. She's not yet begun to fly. It's time to let the mighty eagle soar once more. Here it comes. For the big chorus. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.